Welcome to episode 59 of the BCF ORG podcast, The Business of Business. I'm Brian Fisher. In the previous episode, 58, our guest was Miriam Mima discussing work-life balance. This podcast series focuses on the various subjects and topics to help you run a successful, profitable business. They're approximately 10 to 15 minutes long, so you can listen while commuting. Hopefully, you'll find one or two takeaways to implement per episode. Today's episode discusses transformational change leadership. Our guest is Julie Noonan, founder and CEO of Julie Noonan Consulting, based out of Orlando, Florida. Julie Noonan is an executive coach, transformational change leader, speaker, consultant, and futurist. She has spent her career working with companies of all sizes, helping people ride the waves of change. Julie's superpower is seeing the connections and patterns of behavior between people working in organizational systems and anticipating the ripple effects of leader actions. Julie's career has included leadership positions in training and development, change management, executive coaching, human capital strategy, and management consulting. She learned from some of the best thought leaders in the leadership development and executive coaching disciplines while working with First Union Bank, now Wells Fargo, Ernst & Young, KeyBank, and the North Highland Company. She also built a change management office with supporting change methodology for the state of Tennessee. She actively advocates for small businesses and serves on the National Small Business Leadership Council and is a member of the National Woman-Owned Business Association. Let's welcome Julie Noonan. Julie, welcome to the BCF ORG podcast, The Business of Business. Thanks, Brian. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you here, Julie. Julie, I'm always interested in people's stories. Mm-hmm. What's your background in becoming the founder and CEO of the Julie Noonan Consulting? Uh, probably like a lot of folks, COVID hit and the company that I was working for, which was a consulting company, had to readjust their finances and about 30% of the consultants that were currently working there got laid off. And I had started my business several years before that, doing some projects on the side. And that gave me the opportunity and the push that I needed to go ahead and go full time into my own business. And I haven't looked back. I love it. Well, as baby boomers are preparing to leave or are leaving the workforce, Mm -hmm. what specific challenges do they face and how are they overcoming these challenges? Well, the my niche client base is are the last 10, 12 years of baby boomers, mainly because I happen to be one myself, but also because most of the individuals that I work with in companies are boomers or early Xers. And so one of the things that I picked up on as I stayed in the corporate world for a little while and as I was doing my consulting was when I would coach a sponsor of a big change, it seemed to me like that they were more uncomfortable than they had been in the past. And so I did a lot of interviews and I did a lot of searching to figure out what was going on. And what I found out was that the boomers now are worried about becoming obsolete before they're ready to leave the workforce, mainly because of the change the change in technology, 
the change in the values of business, new business norms. Like when you go into sales and marketing, it's all about social media anymore. And that wasn't what they were trained on or they don't have a, a whole lot of insight into that from personal experience. And so a lot of them feel a little bit threatened by the younger generations. And one of the things that I found that was helpful is coaching them around those issues and helping them to understand that they're not going to become obsolete and how they could actually focus on what that business or what the future of business needed to be and expend their energy toward building that as their legacy, as opposed to trying to keep themselves on the cutting edge, if you will. That's interesting because today's workforces consists of multiple generations. How are various issues related to the difference in these generations and their viewpoints being resolved? There are a couple things. Uh, one is I know a lot of a lot of boomers and actually a lot of millennials as well are getting executive coaching or leadership coaching in order for them to be able to put their values that they hold dear into their workforce, into the workplace. Um, We've heard a lot about the quiet quitting that's going on with millennials and with uh, Gen Z individuals who basically look at the employment contract as a contract and will work only for what's in that contract, as opposed to on the flip side of that, the boomers and the Xers were brought up and we're expected to overdo it, to over deliver. And that was the expectation. So we need to come to some sort of a pendulum swing to the middle and recognize that we don't want to burn people out. But at the same time, we do want to encourage people when it's necessary to give us their discretionary time and innovation, their ideas to get them excited and engaged in the mission of the companies that we're working on. So a lot of a lot of coaching has moved a lot of leadership and a lot of coaching has moved toward engagement, it's moved toward values as opposed to tactical competencies and through those conversations we are building the competencies for leadership. We're speaking with Julie Noonan, founder CEO of Julie Noonan Consulting. We hear the term reverse mentoring. What is reverse mentoring and why is it so important in today's business environment? Well, as usual, their uh, reverse mentoring was uh, is not new. Um, it actually was brought up in the 90s by Jack Welch, president and CEO of General Electric. And how he described reverse mentoring was, and he saw this very early in the 90s, with all of the new technology and the new things that were coming into the workforce, he determined that he would like for the up-and-coming individuals who were learning different things in colleges and in their MBA programs, he wanted them to not necessarily mentor their senior leaders, but to have a seat at the table with them. And so now with the amount of change that's happening and what with what I'm hearing with my clients is that there is a need for the older generations or the the more experienced generations to continue 
to mentor the younger generations because there's no substitute for down and dirty experience. There's no substitute for I made this mistake and here's why and here's what happened and here's how I overcame it. Basic business blocking and tackling finances or finances or finances. Then you throw crypto in there and (laughs) that's also up in the air. But what I see is a really strong argument is for the younger generations to actually co-mentor the boomers and the Xers. Reason being that there is no way that the boomers and Xers, given the information that is just being slammed in there, left, right, and center can keep up. And so with what we know, and then combine that with what they know, they can teach us enough about the new thoughts, the new values, the new technologies to be dangerous. And we can help them get the foundations that they need in order to maintain stability in our business world. So I'm trying to get a couple of groups set up outside of an organization to see if we could take away the whole power structure in these mentoring relationships, because that is one of the downsides when you put one into an organization. You have to account for that. Well, Julie, what are the five most important actions executives need to take now to ensure they leave a lasting and positive legacy, not only for themselves, but for their businesses? I would say number one is refrain from judging the attitudes and values of the younger generations because they are taking over. And whether or not we necessarily or they we agree with them to hold on to stereotypes of they're lazy or they're this or they're that, it's not getting us anywhere. What we need to do is to actually talk with them about what are their values and why are those values important to them, and then share the same back with them. So that's number one, is to hold on the judgment. Number two is to share your time. So share your time with the interested and the open-minded amongst the younger generations, just like you normally would in any business. We've been doing this for years as leaders. What we have to mentor them on, however, isn't necessarily the tactics. It's more about the essence of how to lead. It's the, yes, I made a mistake and here's how I overcame it. Or yes, it's okay to be innovative and take risks. If we don't take risks and fail, we're never going to learn something. And they need to hear those messages from us. The third one is to remain open-minded for your own learning. I think this is a tremendous time for everyone, not just the boomer generation, but everyone to literally look around. There's so many new opportunities for learning, for trying something different, for considering change or a shift in what they would like to contribute to society going forward. I think retirement is going to become a misnomer eventually. I don't think that necessarily that should be an end like it is perceived to be today. I think retirement is just going to be, I left a company and now I'm either going to start my own company or I'm going to contribute my talents to nonprofit organization. I'm going to mentor the younger generations like you're doing with SCORE. 
things like that. I think we have to be open-minded about that. And then lastly, I think that we need to stay up to date on changes in the world that have direct bearing on the world of business and on our lives. Business and home have always had somewhat of a challenging relationship with each other. And whereas the boomers and the Xers really identified themselves as what they did in their profession, the millennials and the Gen Zs really identify themselves with who they are in the world. We, I think we've got two sides of the pendulum and we need to come together into the middle and recognize that both work and life have hold on our time. We value both in different ways and we can't have one without the other in most cases. So the balance is what we really can focus on going forward, I think. We're speaking with Julie Noonan, founder, CEO of Julie Noonan Consulting. Julie, is there anything I haven't asked that you'd like to add? I think the only thing I would like to add is such an incredible, incredible time for creativity and innovation. We have all of us, no matter what your generation is, we have an opportunity to take a look around and create our own solutions for the problems that our world faces. And I think with a renewed focus on the positive, a renewed focus on what's possible, and a renewed focus on future as opposed to past, I think we can really get there, not only in business, but also in our communities and in our families. Julie, how can people get in contact with you? Oh, there are a couple of ways. Uh, You can link in with me. I'm on LinkedIn, Julie, just Julie Noonan, and you'll find me. And then also, um, you can go to my website, jnoonanconsulting.com. Thank you very much for joining us today on the BCF ORG podcast, The Business of Business, Julie. Thank you so much, Brian. I really appreciate it. My sincere thanks to Julie Noonan for being our guest. Managing the performance of your company is one of the most important things you do as a leader. This podcast is on over 20 directories. Subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcast. In search, type BCFORG. Be sure to leave a space between BCF and ORG. Feel free to share this podcast with people who you think may benefit. A strong rating of these podcasts would be appreciated. If you'd like to reach out to me with any questions, comments, ideas, or potentially be a guest like Julie, please go to bcforg.com. There's a red Contact Us button in the middle of the homepage. A LinkedIn symbol's on the upper right. Click on that if you'd like to see my profile. All the podcasts are available by clicking on the website podcast page in the reference bar. These podcasts will be released the first and third Tuesday each month. In the next episode, 60, our guest will be Rob Brinkman discussing organizational leadership. In business, running a successful, profitable business is the ultimate scorecard. You are never done and can always be better. It tends to be more fun than work, frustrating at times, but can be very rewarding. From BCF ORG Corp., I'm Brian Fisher, wishing you the best. Thanks.